You're listening to Hey Bitches Podcast, episode 114. Hey bitches, what is up you guys? It's your girl Carly. Welcome back to Hey Bitches Podcast. Hope you guys are having an incredible day. Today we are sitting down with Emma Stern. You did this for a while on TikTok, one of my friends. I was actually on her podcast. That is how we originally met. And I'm so excited to have her sit down today on Hey Bitches to talk all about being what I have coined a later day lesbian. (laughs) So without further ado, let's get into the episode. You guys, today we are sitting down with Emma. I am very excited to have this conversation because we were briefly speaking about how this is like a full circle episode, been on this journey since it started, essentially. I don't want to say since it started because (laughs) I have not really necessarily been, I actually, I don't know if I have like really seen you go through your whole um, discovery phase, essentially. Um, but I'm really excited to have you and I will tell the people, we'll we'll tell the people more about what the fuck I actually mean. (laughs) Um, but before we get into that, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Yeah. Hi everyone. I'm Emma. I'm a content creator and I work in social media in Toronto and I make a lot of queer content on TikTok right now. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love that. And I'm really excited to have you on today because um, like I said, when I've said like full circle, it's funny cause you were just starting TikTok when we first started talking and then I started seeing you kind of pop up more being like, ah, oh, this is the reason why I didn't like guys growing up. And I almost saw like you, I guess we kind of did see you like come out on TikTok as like a, as I like to say, which is what the episode is called is like a later day lesbian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it was crazy. I, really I fully came out online which was weird, but fun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to have this talk because I think this is really interesting. A lot of the conversations I've been having with people, they've been like, I knew I was gay from when I was like four years old or like I knew when I was like 11. And I think your situation probably happens a lot more than people think. And I wanted to come on here and have you kind of just like talk us through it and talk us through like everything that has happened since you came out online and everything that led up to it, because like I said, it's almost like we, we literally watched the whole thing go down. And so I would love to throw it back, I guess, to the times where you kind of realized, or I guess started to realize that like, you know, maybe you weren't exactly straight. Yeah. Um, I think that, like you said, like a lot of people that I know, knew who they were from such a young age. And like, it was like this process of like for years and years, like growing like this, like strength to come out to their friends and then their family. And like, it was something that kind of weighed on them. Whereas I feel like I maybe, I think there's like maybe a few reasons, but I'm like, was very femme presenting and I'm very like social and I'm good at like doing what other people do. I was like, whatever the cool girls are doing, I'll just do that. And so I think a lot of that ended up making it So I never felt like I needed to question myself. I was like, okay, this is what everyone's doing. This is what I'll do. And so I had never even consciously really thought about the idea that I could be gay until this time last year. I think June 16th, I came out to my roommate. And maybe a month before then, I like wrote in my diary that I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm bi. And so it was like a very quick process. But um, yeah, definitely I just like speed run the whole coming out experience. (laughs) Which is like honestly so crazy, but 
like I said, I think it definitely happens more often than we think because a lot of people probably do come out later in life once they, you know, have time. I feel like especially in the pandemic lately, like you just have more time to be with yourself and like think about stuff yourself. Yeah, that's exactly what I've been like telling people who have been asking is like it was the first like eight weeks of the pandemic where once everything got locked down, my roommate and I decided to, um, she's American. And so the borders were about to close. She was like, I need to just go be with my family. I don't know how long until I'll be able to even come back to Canada. And so I didn't want to be by myself for like months at the start of the pandemic. And so I went back home too. I just spent all of my time sitting in my mom's basement. She was like working nine to five upstairs Um, And I just had like so much time. And so that's when I started like reading through my old diaries from childhood and like just spending a lot of time like doing nothing. And that's when it became like harder and harder to avoid. I was like, why are all my comfort shows? Like, why do they all have lesbian characters in them? And like, why is my TikTok (laughs) for you page starting to be really gay? And like, why are all of these things happening at once? And my old diary entries, I was constantly seeing like, I'd write like a crush list. Like I'm sure I'm not the only one to do this, but like every few months in like middle school and high school, I'd be like, okay, these are all the people I have a crush on. And there would always be like one or two girls on the list, but I would just like write that off. And like so many little things where I was like, okay, it's time. And so after like four weeks of just being in my mom's basement every day doing nothing, I like sat down and I wrote a list on my notes app of like every girl, like real or fictional that I've like ever had a crush on and why to like validate it. And there was like over 30 girls on the list. And I was like, okay, a straight girl might think like one or two girls are pretty and be confused, but like, this is definitely fruity. Like something's, something's off. And then I kind of spiraled from there. I think that's so funny because we actually had a story, um, on the coming out episode that was like, TikTok also made me realize I'm bisexual. And it's funny because I feel like TikTok literally is a catalyst for so many people lately. Like, I feel like every time I open the app, I it's just confirmation that I am indeed a bisexual because I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Literally. I never be wrong in this situation. Yeah, I remember looking at my roommate near the start of the pandemic when everyone was like on TikTok for 10 hours a day. And I remember looking at her and being like, it's so weird that this whole app is like queer people and like people that are like coming out all the time, isn't it? And she was like, what? I've never seen a gay person on TikTok. And that's when I was like, oh, okay. I think TikTok might have just outed me, but (laughs) yeah. TikTok knows things about you before you even know things about yourself. It's crazy. I'm like, how did it know? Like I maybe like looked at a video of a girl for two seconds longer than a straight girl would have. And then it slowly started to understand me more. Like it's so crazy. I wish Instagram would have told me years ago. (laughs) Honestly, because the way TikTok clocks you on everything, like it, it's unbelievable. And yeah. so I think it's so funny that you had that like different experience from your roommate because it's true. Like you could like like one thing and you see like 18 more videos of it and you're like, huh? <laughs> yeah, literally. It's so, it's so weird. But yeah, so TikTok and my childhood diaries and the pandemic all outed me simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> so I would kind of love to know when because like you like you said you came out on the internet essentially and Mm -hmm. so I would kind of love to know how that process worked for you because I feel like I have a blurred timeline of it because like we're friends on TikTok so I saw all like your friends only type of content yeah (laughs) I was like 
like I feel like I knew like very early on, but I don't know if you necessarily kind of did that the same way, like with your public TikTok. Like I, I can't remember yeah. if you just like started kind of posting like things implying or what, because there was always conflicting <laughs> things that I was seeing. Yeah. Oh my God. I love my close friends on TikTok. Um, if you're <laughs> I love on TikTok, I'm sorry. <laughs> I literally post on it so much. And then sometimes I'll get a mutual that has like a million followers. And then I realize that they're going to see my mutuals only videos. And I'm like so ashamed. And I like rewatch them all. <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me all the time. <laughs> but it's like the best feeling. See, I, I kind of th- feel like that. And then I remember that I have like some wild mutuals like Jessica Alba. And I'm like, oh, my God, she'd be so ashamed. <laughs> oh, my God. And you're like, Jessica Alba knows too much about my sex life. And <laughs> no, actually, as she should. As she should. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. But yeah, basically, I like a month after I started thinking about it, we got back to Toronto. And like a week after getting back, my roommate and I were quarantined together and I like texted her from the other room when we like went to bed and I was hoping she had fallen asleep, but she hadn't. And so then we had like a weird little text conversation and then we got ice cream the next day to discuss. Um, and then like two weeks later I was like on my first date and I think it was between coming out to my roommate and my first date that I started posting like sus content where like my mom might not realize that I had come out and my straight friends might not realize, but like I wanted gay people to know like desperately I wanted to be a part of the community. And so I started like posting videos with like girl in red songs in the background. Just always a clock. on TikTok. Always a clock. Always. I'd like, I put like a rainbow emoji in my bio. Like it was like stuff that I knew my grandparents wouldn't pick up on, but like any gay people would. Uh-huh. And then I came out to my mom before my first date with a girl. And that's like when I started posting like coming out content. So like probably like mid-June of last year. So like a year ago, which is crazy. That is- but yeah, I really – it was like really from the start, like everything was public. Like I'd post private videos like crying sometimes. But like for the most part, <laughs> it was like it was like all public, which was a little bit – I don't know. I didn't really question it because I only had 300 followers and most of them were like my friends yeah and so I was like oh whatever I'll just like tell my I told my friends through TikTok I made a TikTok like guess who's the gay cousin like and it was me and then I like sent it to my cousins to come out and so like it was really like not for anybody but myself at the start yeah absolutely I would love to go back really quick to when you said that you came out to your roommate I know you briefly mentioned that you were like I think I'm bisexual what was the timeline that you were like, do you still identify as bisexual? I don't. I identify as a lesbian now. Um, I thought I was bi for probably three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I read the lesbian master doc. Um, shocker TikTok put me onto it. Um, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, if you just Google lesbian master doc, it's like a random document that a bunch of like Tumblr lesbians wrote a few years ago and it's like not scientific, but really helpful. And, um, I literally read through this document and like a switch flipped in my brain and I like started crying and I was like, Oh my God, this is why things have felt so like weird. It's because I just like wasn't in the right label yet. Um, but yeah, then after that I was like, no, I'm, I'm very gay. And so solid three weeks of being a part of the bisexual community, but (laughs) it wasn't for me. 
You were here that long, but you were here. <laughs> I was here. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, so then you would have came, you came out to your roommate as a lesbian. I came out to her as bi. And okay. then it was the night I was about to call my mom and come out to her as bi that I read the lesbian master doc. And so right after I read it, I literally called my mom crying and I was like, I'm actually gay. She was like, are you sure? I was like, I'm very sure. Um, and then I literally walked over to my roommate's room. Yeah. I was like, um, you know how I came out to you is by two weeks ago. Just kidding. I'm a lesbian. <laughs> so <laughs> it was like, it was very condensed, but I went through the whole process. Very quickly. Yeah. Which I think is like, you know, fine. I think a lot of people talk about, um, like we mentioned earlier, they're like, I knew when I was like really young and they go through all of that process before they can be out. I'm honestly very happy that you were able to do that and there like wasn't pushback. You know what I mean? Like you just were like, this is me. And everybody was like, okay. Yeah. That's exactly like, I felt so lucky that first of all, I felt lucky that I did it in the pandemic because all of my coming out was like on the phone or FaceTime or text or just social media. And so I feel like that's like a big barrier that if I was like living with my mom, I think I wouldn't have come out because it would have been like too anxiety provoking. And so I was like grateful for that. But then also, yeah, that everyone was super positive. And I feel like I do have the advantage of being like an adult where I was like, well, I'm like financially independent. I live with my roommate who's supportive, like even if everybody in my life hated me because I came out, which would never happen. But if that happened, like I would be fine. And so, yeah, I think that is like a difference between being an adult and coming out. It's like, oh, I'm my own safe space. So I'm okay. I think that is actually uh, a great way to put it that you were your own safe space because, you know, you, <laughs> you really had nothing, I guess, to lose. Mm -hmm. You were just like, yep, this is it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, well, I also, I mean, I am like really privileged that my mom is like works for a non-for-profit and has always been like on the like far left and um, like everyone in my family is like pretty progressive and like liberal. And so I wasn't too worried. And then my family quickly said like, if anyone in the extended family makes you, makes us like choose, we'll obviously choose you and cut them. And so I felt like really lucky. And now like having more gay friends, I'm like, oh my God, that's so rare. Like I'm so blessed. <laughs> Absolutely. I've, I've obviously in having these conversations heard so many different, uh, you know, things that families have said, some have been supportive, some have not been. So I think that's really great for you because you just, you had like a very smooth mm -hmm. and very fast yeah. coming out slash transition. Yeah, for sure. And so I would love to, you know, throwing it back to TikTok, I would love to kind of chat. I think there was a time where you were doing a series that was talking about how you felt in the past, like doing some reflecting about how you felt in the past when you were hooking up and like dating men and like how you kind of like were like, oh, this is why I felt this way or this is why I felt that way. I would love to kind of discuss that because I had never seen that before. I think yeah. that a lot of the time, like people who I know who are lesbians were, I, like I said, like they've been lesbians for a long time. So I never even like that never even crossed my mind to be like, oh, because also too, I'm bisexual. So like I enjoy yeah. it. And so I would love to talk about that. I hadn't really started reflecting on my experiences with men until I think a couple things. Like the first one is when I was kind of hesitating. I knew I was a lesbian pretty early on, like I said, but I didn't really publicly identify as a lesbian 
probably for like four or five months after coming out online because um, I didn't want to like write off my past relationships. I didn't want to like, because I felt like I still had felt emotions in them and it didn't feel fair to say, oh, I felt nothing. Um, And then it was when like to add to my like my sexuality confusion, um, the first girl that I kind of dated more long term, I guess, for a few months, um, who I'm now friends with, she was talking about like her first like kiss with a boy and how she felt like gross about it. And then like the first time she like went down on a guy, she like literally threw up and started crying. Like it just felt so wrong for her. And I felt like I didn't really relate to that. I was like, well, I mean, I have more fun now, but like, I wasn't like, like dying, you know, (laughs) like being with men wasn't like that depressing for me. Um, and so I felt like that's like the, the narrative that we hear so much in the queer community. Like you said, like girls who have known who they are for so long are like, oh yeah. Like when I tried to be with men, it made me like physically nauseous or like all these like dramatic grand stories. And when I felt like I didn't have that, I was like, oh, well, I shouldn't be able to call myself a lesbian. And it did take me a long time. And I started making those videos about it because I was like, oh, you can realize things after that are equally as valid, even though they aren't as like dramatic. Um, Yeah. Like I think my first TikTok to get a million views was one where I said, um, I was so mad because I wasn't wearing makeup and I was like, of course, but (laughs) it's it's always those ones where you're like, put in the least effort like I don't really care and then they always blow up I know it's like the best and the worst but yeah I think I said like um I used to think I was allergic to latex and they like didn't want to like do the full testing process they were like it's so expensive but like you probably are you meet all the criteria like here's an EpiPen and it's like a real thing that happened like when I was like in my like hoe phase of being straight and um (laughs) I was like, yeah, I think I'm allergic to latex. I got like latex-free condoms. Like I got my whole setup. And then I realized in hindsight, I didn't have a latex allergy. My body just like was so against having sex with men, but it wasn't like the dramatic, like throwing up on someone and sobbing that my other friends had had. It was like my body subconsciously like shutting things down and being like, you don't want this. Um, So I feel like, yeah, that's why I wanted to like say stuff like that. It's like the more subtle things that you might not notice in the moment are what ended up being the big things later. Absolutely. And I actually think that's so fun. <laughs> that's so funny. I do remember this TikTok because I was like, I'm sitting there like, oh fuck, like I have a latex allergy. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, it comes, I came to the conclusion I I just have a latex yeah. allergy. Yeah. <laughs> but it made you think. <laughs> yeah, for a minute I was like, oh. <laughs> is there something I need um, to think about? <laughs> no, actually. But I love that you like talk about that kind of stuff because yeah, like you said, not everybody has this like grandiose moment mm-hmm. where they're like, this is when I realized I didn't like men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it does. It's not like that yeah. all of the time. I, I do like you that you do talk about those things. And also too, that you talk about it through a light of being like, I don't want to invalidate my experiences with men because I just didn't know myself. And that's not that that was bad. It just is not what I want now. Yeah, exactly. And I think that the most reassuring thing, I read this in the Lesbian Master Doc and it kind of registered for me, but then I started, I saw a couple TikToks about it where someone said like, even if you may have the capacity to be attracted to men, if for whatever reason, you know that you're only ever going to be with women going forward, you can still call yourself a lesbian. 
And I think for me, that was so validating. It's like, whether you have like, you're maybe bi, but you have a lot of trauma with men and you're like, I just know that I'm never going to marry a man. I'm never going to have sex with a man. You can just call yourself a lesbian because that's what you are then. And I think that was so validating. Like, I feel like the community is so hung up on like what you feel has to be your label. And I'm like, that's not true. And that's when I kind of felt more comfortable being like, yeah, I'm a lesbian on the internet, but I still think I loved men in the past, but I'm never going to love a man again. (laughs) (laughs) Which is totally fair. And, you know, something that I love about, you know, what you're sharing on TikTok. I would love to kind of talk about your dating journey because I think that a lot of the time, even being bisexual, so I'm, I am bisexual, but I'm somebody who is like been with men, you know, Mm -hmm. they're the people that I consistently hook up with the most and all of that. So I think that in my shoes, a lot of women are like nervous, like when they finally figure out that they like women to date other women because it's such like a whole new world thing because we, you know, live in, you know, it's very progressive, I think in our age range, but we live in such like a heteronormative society that it's like all the romance movies you see are just like men and women and you learn like dating life from those types of things. Mm -hmm. And then you go to like date women and you're like, wait, what? So I would love to kind of know about your experience after you came out and started like, cause you literally like came out and then went on a date the next day, which I think is yeah. like, <laughs> so I would love to know about your whole, you know, your dating experience. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it was a little bit scary. I think that I should have been more scared than I was. I think because I had gone on so many first dates with men in the last couple of years. Cause I, I really wanted a partner and that's like something that I've just always really valued having like that stability and like security. Um, And I just wasn't finding that in men and I couldn't figure out why. Obviously I figured it out now, but that being said, I went on a lot of dates and a lot of first dates. And I think I was kind of both, I was kind of numb to the first date jitters, but also I felt so much anxiety because I didn't want to go on dates with men that when I felt anxiety because I was nervous to go on a date with a woman, it kind of was the same level. And so I, I don't think I had like the fear that a lot of women have when they're like, didn't date anyone maybe, and then went to women. Um, whereas for me, like my last date with a man was like a week before my first date with a woman. And so it was like, it was like a part of my, I guess like life routine, which is like a weird thing to say, but first dates was like my life routine. Um, And so I was like obviously nervous going on my first date with a woman. We were going to like, we were going to have a picnic at a park and I asked her out. I was definitely more assertive. I brought the drinks and snacks and I brought a blanket and I was like, I want to dive into the concept of not just being like the quote unquote like girl. Like I was like, okay, like I don't want to put them into a box because I'm like newly out. I don't want them to assume they have to pay for everything and they have to like be assertive because that's what I'm used to. I wanted to like prove, I guess, to myself that I could be more assertive and like play with the gender roles a bit. But I think like for me, everything was very positive overall at the start. I was really lucky. It was like my first date with the girl um, was great. We like hugged at the end and then two weeks later, we went on another date and it was like a two day long date. I lost my gay virginity. Um, I thought I was in love. She was really nice <laughs> about it. And um, I think for me, 
I, it was like the same as dating men and like kissing was the same as men, except I had feelings. And so it was just like nicer. Um, but I'm like, no, I wasn't as scared as I thought I would be based on other people. <laughs> I love that because I don't know. I feel like your story is literally so unique. Like I honestly feel like you had so much <laughs> adrenaline from it that you were just like, I'm going to do it and just went in. Yeah. And I almost kind of like that because I think I do a lot of that like with other stuff in my life, especially even starting my podcast. I was like, I'm doing it and hadn't even recorded a single episode and somehow figured it out. And so it's almost like you're kind of doing that same thing. <laughs> yeah. Just like starting because starting's the hardest part, I feel like. And I've just I sometimes I wish I had more restraint and self-restraint, but I just like I can't keep a secret, especially if it's about myself. I need to tell the closest people in my life. I need to tell the whole internet. Like I work through <laughs> problems now, like by posting on social media, like it's just how I like think. And so sometimes I wish I could hold back more, but yeah, I feel like some people just can't. And I guess we're those kind of people. I'm like, I need to tell everyone everything. Absolutely. I, like I said, <laughs> I'm the same. Way. Yeah. I love that for us. Um, yeah. Speaking of, you know, seeing people and like thinking you're in love and all of this. I've seen a lot of videos implying that you're about to U-Haul with your girlfriend. Um, Dare to dream. <laughs> I would love to kind of talk about, you know, how you went from like dating around to like having the girlfriend that you have now. Cause we've been, she's been recently introduced on social media as a new character, new character unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> new character unlocked. I would love to kind of hear about that journey from like literally thinking you're in love with that girl, which I feel like is also not uncharacteristic of being a lesbian or being yeah. in general um, yeah. to where you are now. Yeah. I think that like the first time I was ever like casually dating a girl, like in hindsight, we had literally nothing in common. Um, we were in such different places in our lives, like nothing made sense, but I was just so thrilled to be there. And after about a month, she was like, hey, we don't actually have anything in common. I don't think we should keep seeing each other. And I was like sobbing. I was like, I was going to ask you to be my girlfriend. She was like, why? <laughs> We're not compatible. And I was like, because you're a girl that likes me. Like, <laughs> um, And so that was like, I feel like a quintessential like first gay heartbreak where it was just like, oh, I'm just so happy. Like I was like finally feeling the feelings I was trying to make myself feel with men that I thought that that was like the end game. I was like, oh, this is like what love feels like. And then I realized that's not true. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how did anyone function with this many feelings? But <laughs> um, yeah. And then I ended up dating like the second person I dated. We met through like skateboarding and we have all the same friends now. And She's really nice, um, but kind of the same thing. We dated for on and off for like three or four months, and we just were not compatible as people in that way. But I was just, again, kind of just so excited to have a girl that liked me. I was like, no, we can't end it. But um, in October, when I was on a break with the other girl I had been seeing, I went on a Tinder date with my now girlfriend so we went on our first date quite a long time ago. And after two dates back to back, we went to the same bar like four days after the first date. <laughs> and because there was like no options. Um, it was like one patio was open. And so we went to the same bar twice. And then I friend zoned her. I think she was interested in me. And I was like, 
no, I just need to work on myself right now. And then I just started seeing the other girl again. I was like such an annoying lesbian. I was like, no, sorry, I need to work on myself. Let me go make public content with the girl that I'm seeing now. It was awful. Um, but then she added me to her close friend story. Um, we started like talking. She used my Amazon Prime to watch The Happiest Season, the lesbian Christmas movie, and so that kind of bonded us. And for like the next six months, we would like talk about the girls we were dating. We would like send each other pictures. We would like, we were just like really good friends for a while, which was nice. And then she got on TikTok and she started to get followers. And so purely selfishly, I was like, hey, will you make a song about me? She's a musician. And um, I would love to do a music video with you if you do it. And she actually did make a song about me. And so I told her I would make out with her in a music video um, for nostalgia. And we were both single at the time. She was kind of seeing someone and I had just stopped seeing someone. Um, and so we decided to do it and we filmed a music video and we like made out and we just had like the most fun I'd ever had just being friends. And then I texted her that night and said that I had a crush on her and she rejected me. She was like, no, I just want to be your friend. And then the next day she called me on the phone and said, never mind please go on a date with me. And now we're dating. So I feel like I was like, I was happy that I got to have like the, the friends to lovers arc because in like the pandemic, I feel like that's impossible. And also in the gay world, that's kind of impossible. Cause like everybody dates everyone and everyone knows everyone. So, um, yeah, I got to have like more, more high school experiences, I guess. That's what I feel like I'm going through right now is like, I'm in grade 11 maybe <laughs> mentally and like romantically. And now I get to have like my high school romance. So that's been fun, but we will okay. not actually be you hauling. <laughs> <laughs> One can dream, but um, I love that for you because I think it's so funny. I was actually having that conversation with one of my friends where I was like, I almost like don't want to watch those like romantic, like young adults type of like movies and stuff like that. Cause I'm like, fuck, like this doesn't happen anymore. Like it's not mm -hmm. the same as high school when like everything was romantic and fun and new and like there was chances of like actually having, you know, cute romantic storylines like that. Yeah. As you grew up, like it would just happen in different ways and it just is not the same. So I love that you are living that out because, you know, we struggle <laughs> outside of that. Yeah. I felt like that for so long, I feel like, and especially before I came out when I was dating men, I think just cause the pool is bigger. Um, but I used to tell my roommate all the time, we'd be like, oh my gosh, remember in high school when you'd like be sitting in class and your crush was like two aisles back in one diagonal and you'd like steal as many glances as you could and you'd be like sweating the whole class and you wouldn't learn anything like, or when you pass them in the hall, like nothing hits the same than when your crush is going to be at the same party as you that weekend, even though you know you won't talk to them. And it's so true. Like we don't get those experiences anymore. And so it's like slowly figuring out ways to still do it. But yeah, I got lucky. I got the I got the high school romance, <laughs> which I love. Um, we've kind of like talked about your TikTok here and there. I would love for you to kind of talk about it more in depth, especially to like if there was any defining moments with you coming out on TikTok and kind of what you share now, because I think what's really valuable about what you do on TikTok and the way that you documented it all is the way that you documented it all like coming out and being like this is how I feel and this is like what I've been doing in xyz because I think it definitely allows a lot more people to feel more comfortable in 
you know, coming out or, you know, have you ever, (laughs) this is like a really deep question, I guess, but have you ever thought about how the same way that you saw other lesbians on TikTok and like, were like, oh, I need to figure my stuff out is the same way that other people are looking at you on TikTok now? Oh my God. I literally just had this conversation the other day, which is so funny because the person, like I have one specific lesbian that made me come out or she's bisexual, but, um, their name is Tachi on TikTok and they came out like a month before me by making a cake for her parents that said like, I'm bi, like surprise. And it was a huge thing because they were like already an influencer. And I was just like, why am I so obsessed with this plot line? Like I still didn't even really know what that meant for me. Um, and then later Tachi came out as like um, non-binary and used she, they pronouns and then they, she pronouns. And then um, I just feel like in so many ways I've like really looked up to this content creator. And um, then the other day uh, I'm in like a lesbian group chat on Instagram with just like random lesbian TikTokers from all over the world. And Tachi joined it. And um, it was like such a surreal moment. And then I realized, yeah, like I get like, 10 DMs like a day from people. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I was looking at my DMs with Tachi and realized like I had sent one of those DMs that people are now sending to me. I was like, I just wanted to thank you so much for coming out, whatever the whole thing. And then she saw it when we became friends on Instagram and like replied to it and was like, oh my God, I'm seeing this like a year later, but it's really wholesome. Thanks. And I was like so embarrassed, but um, yeah, it is crazy. Like seeing things come full circle. It's such like a surreal feeling. (laughs) I love that so much. Definitely a full circle moment. And I feel like I've had like, obviously not in the same capacity, but like things like that happen too. And it's honestly like just such a wild thing to experience. So Mm -hmm. I love that for you. Um, But to, I I guess, go back to that other question originally that I started out with, I would love for you to kind of share more so what you're doing on TikTok now, because you did have like, I feel like a whole coming out stage and now you're just like out. But also I feel like you do talk about a lot of things like from your past and stuff that you've like come to terms with and figured out. So I would love for you to kind of talk us through that. Yeah. I mean, I think I came out in like the summer of 2020 and then in like the winter of 2020, um, I started using different pronouns. Um, I came out as non-binary and, um, I think then I kind of was in this headspace where I felt like okay, well, like every three months I need to come out as something. Like that's just what it's like. And also I think a part of it was like, oh my gosh, if I'm not coming out anymore, what's my like social media persona? Like I'm the person that comes out. Like that's my thing. And I have nothing else to come out as. Like I've I've come out, I've done it. And um, I think for me, like this like spring, like the biggest thing has been kind of letting go of that and then letting myself have the time that I think other people took before they came out, which is like reflecting on your childhood, like you said, and um, like just kind of processing what's happened in the last year and like doing that through content and also on my own. Um, Because I did speed run coming out and I feel like I did skip a lot of like fundamental like moments that people take, like they need to think things over and like process emotions and understand past trauma and like all the stuff that comes with coming out that I kind of just decided that's not fun. I'm going to skip it. Um, but yeah, so I think now that's kind of more my goal on TikTok is to reflect 
on things in my personal time and then see if anyone else relates. And sometimes they hit and sometimes they miss. But um, yeah, definitely taking the the pre-coming out period afterwards instead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love that. And then also too, something that I wanted to talk about that you did briefly mention was coming out as non-binary. I feel like I've been seeing a couple more videos from you lately. I think I think I'm going to butcher like this one, but you were talking about femme and mask clothing and like your feelings around that. And I would love to kind of talk through that and also being non-binary within the lesbian community because I feel like that that's a whole a whole nother thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that Um, like a fundamental part of coming out in general is you kind of reflect on like who you are and how you present yourself and like um, just so many parts of yourself end up kind of adapting and changing. And um, for me, like style was a big thing. When I first came out, I was dressing the same. And then by the end of the summer, I started to realize like how much of my identity was like built around trying to be straight and how much of my clothing was trying to be straight and how I've like never really felt comfortable in a lot of my clothes, but I couldn't figure out why. I was like always looking for a pair of jeans that would just fit, be a little bit longer or like shirts that had a different fabric or like I couldn't figure out what what I was looking for, but it wasn't what I had. And so I like tried like dressing like super like mask for a while, like masculine and then like um, kind of went back to really feminine and um have been definitely experimenting all in between, but I feel like that alone was like a very surreal process that I'm still kind of going through because it is figuring out like what is me dressing straight because I thought that's what I was supposed to do, but also now what is me dressing gay because I think that's what I'm supposed to do. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people go through where it's like now I'm, I just got out of one box. Like how do I not put myself in the next? And I feel like for me, coming out as non-binary was kind of a part of that. And um, I felt like by rejecting, like identifying as like a woman inherently kind of helped free me from any expectations one way or the other. And it kind of gave me the space to just kind of be like, okay, who am I if I don't have any people telling me who I am? And so, yeah, I think that was important. Like, once I stopped identifying as a woman, I stopped trying so hard to look like one. Like I don't feel as attached to like my triple push-up bras and my like eyeliner every single day. And I mean, I still like a lot of those things, but just not being like feeling obligated to do them to like look like a girl helped me decide if I actually liked them or not. And some things I've like chosen to keep and some things I've gotten rid of. But um, yeah, I think for me, coming out as non-binary was less a reflection on how I felt on the inside, but more like a form of self-acceptance for how I like feel on the outside, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And it's actually really funny. I was recording an episode with my friend Nixon, who is transgender, who originally came out as bisexual and all of this. And uh, for one, he was like, say congratulations to you for on your entire journey on coming out. <laughs> and then for two, he was like, I wonder if... <laughs> he was like, I wonder if they're going through the um the whole lesbian arc of going from like dressing really feminine to dressing really masculine and landing somewhere in between. And I was like, 
this is really funny because I think I literally just saw a TikTok about this from Emma. Yeah, <laughs> literally. That's so funny. That's literally the exact arc I've gone on. That's really validating. It's the arc. <laughs> literally, because I was like, we were kind of like just shooting the shit about it. And I was like, no, like I actually, I've seen this happen. And he was like, it happened with me too. I feel like it happens with so many people. And I was like, Whoa. yeah, literally. Cause you're like, wait, I can just, however I want. Like, I still feel like when I wear like more mask clothes, I feel more comfortable and confident, but I also like equate that with like lazy or lounge wear or like athletic wear. And so I'm like, oh, well, like I wouldn't wear this like out. I'll wear it like when I want to be cozy at home. And then I'm like, wait, no, it's just a different style. It's not like my lazy style and femme is my fancy style. And so I've been like trying to balance that right now. But it is like a weird thing. You have to like convince your brain that dressing like a boy isn't like your lazy at home wear because like that's what it used to be. Absolutely. And I think that is like a super valid point and something that probably a lot more people are going through than I probably even realized. So I'm, I'm happy that you were able to speak to that on here because, you know, this is the whole point of these episodes is just giving the platform to a bunch of different people within the LGBTQ plus community to just come on and chit chat and, and talk their shit. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the episode. I really enjoyed this. I think that this was super insightful and I was very lucky to have you on. Before we go, I would love for you to share with the audience how they can support you, where they can find you, anything that you're up to that you would like them to help you with. Like, go ahead, plug yourself. Love that. Um, yeah, you can follow me on TikTok at you did this for why. Um, you can follow me everywhere else if you just look up Emma Annalisa Stern, two ends, um, you will find me. And uh, I'm working in the corporate world right now, so no crazy collabs or projects right now. I did just get featured on NBC News, though, as someone who came out, so that was really exciting. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Um, yeah, I was, like, pretty fired up about it. But <laughs> um, but otherwise, just doing stuff like this. So if you want to follow me and support just by being there, that would be awesome. Oh, and I do currently – I made a TikTok about um, – I was looking for, like, small queer-owned businesses in, like, North America and specifically Canada. And there were so many comments I couldn't keep up. And, like, one of my really nice followers made a beautiful spreadsheet that is in the link in all of my bios right now. And it's like a hundred queer owned businesses. There's some that are like inconspicuous packaging. So you can buy like a binder and your parents won't see it or like pride stickers or whatever else. Um, and there's some that are like specific to different cities in Canada. Um, it's like organized by all the different things. If you want candles or clothes or flags or whatever else. Um, so that's going to be my plug because I think you should check it out to support local. Love that. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> that is it for today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to screenshot this episode and share it over on Instagram and tag me at Hey Bitches Podcast. I would love to chat shit in the DMs with you guys about today's episode. Make sure you head to the show notes, check out everything that Emma mentioned, including the big master doc of queer businesses that you can support. I think that is such an incredible initiative. So thank you so much for Emma for bringing that to my attention and I will have it in the show notes. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to Hey Bitches wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are an Apple podcast listener, make sure to give the show a five-star rating and review. It really does help me out and I would really appreciate it. I love you guys so much. I hope you guys have an incredible day. And for now, 
Bye-bye, bitch.